today I wanted to talk a little bit about um, people who are crippled by the fear of becoming unstuck because they're f- scared of what's on the other side. So l- let me give you an example of that. Imagine a person who... I'll, I'll use myself as an example. Say that before I actually looked outside of the glass box and managed to get myself free from the life that I was living, I was genuinely scared about what life would be like on the side I actually wanted to be in. Well, that's, that would be perfectly normal because yeah. what you're doing is change and people necessarily, by definition, can be change resistant mm. because well, it's activating your fear network. So would you feel that from a professional perspective that you would try and encourage people to go and smell what was on the other side, the thing that they were so lusting after, knowing that the only way they'll ever know for sure whether it was the right thing was by actually smelling the roses and trying it, tasting it? Or do you, would or some people come in and say, I want to be a photographer. And you think, you know, maybe do you get a sense that that's not quite right for this person and... No, I think in the end, um, and you're, I'm speaking as a person who's gone through essentially three changes in my life, from yeah. my careers. Once upon a time, I was knocking around in submarines in the North Atlantic playing kiss chase uh, with other submarines. Um, really wasn't much of a career on that one. Uh, and, and then uh, I went into business myself, very similar to you, Joe, uh, uh, and got myself into a scenario where really the thing that I'd become is the thing I'd least identified myself as wanting, yeah. as, sorry, as needing. Uh, I might have wanted it, but I didn't need it in mm. the end. And so I actually broke out of that yeah. uh, and, and retrained into what I, what I now do. But um, sometimes people think life is, well, this is just the way it is, and, and this is just the way it's got to be. And, you know, I might not be happy about it, but uh, let's not grumble, let's just get on with it. Um, but in the end, as we both discussed before, Joe, we have one life. We do. We and really do. the opportunity is there for us to basically experiment with that within yeah. reason. Because I think the important thing to bear in mind is that I can always go back to the life that I was living. Well, the important before. thing with you is you're yeah. only 27. Yeah, uh, time is on my side. I know, I, I know yeah. I'm, I'm an old duffer, but to say that <laughs> uh, to, to you, I mean, you know, okay, so let's say you do make a mistake. Yeah. Uh, let's say it's a monumental mistake. I mean, what are you going to do? Come back into where you know you exist already. Yeah. And just start up, pick the reins of where you left. And, and maybe you might do that. You might park it for five years or a period of time and yeah. come back to that anyway. Who knows? We don't know. No. But the idea is you don't have to continuously do something that you don't want to do forever and a day. No. Because it's not feeding the inner soul. And it's not feeding your inner child Yeah. You know, to, to, to you know, have fun. So, I mean, again, we've spoken about this before, but... You refer to people suffering with anxiety and depression on certain levels as being stuck. Yeah, and yeah, I do. I just wondered when you first came to that. that. Like, you, know, you could talk about it from the perspective of uh, mental health. People talk uh, the word depression, and suddenly that means something that people start recalling from, oh, he's depressed, and they don't know what to do, or, or he's very anxious. And it's almost like, sort of, let's not talk about it too much in front of the person yeah, yeah but relatively speaking the better way of looking at it i think it's a much better way of looking at it is to turn around and say well people become stuck yeah and as human beings i would suggest pretty much most of us at some stage in our lives will be caught in a scenario of indecision at the very least procrastination uh, or basically yeah, we become stuck in a situation that we don't want to be in 
And it's your job to help them become unstuck in certain ways. Uh, well, it is, but all I'm doing really is helping them facilitate by looking at what they're doing yeah. uh, and getting them to look at what they're doing. And, and you'd be surprised how many people already have the answers. Yeah. They, 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 they have the answers. They come into a room, they sit down with you, and really, you, you're just, they start talking to you. And before long, they start saying, well, I know what I've got to do, don't I? Yeah. And I just, what do you think? And they are looking for a little bit of sort of basically support or mm. uh, a, a, another perspective. And perhaps because of my business background and my military background, it does come into use. It does come into focus. But you had the answers when you came and saw me. Yeah. I didn't basically get up on the board and start fervently drawing all sorts of Pythagoras' <laughs> theorems and all the rest of it. You knew. Yeah, I did. And I think one thing that I will say to you, actually, is that every now and then, let's say one day out of three weeks... I'll be. I'll have maybe a period of the day where I'm literally crippled, crippled by the fear of going back to the life that I used to have. <laughs> now, what would you say to that? Well, <laughs> again, when you actually look at it, you don't need to get into a room and talk to somebody like me for an hour. No, I know, that. I know that. Yeah. But actually, what would be beneficial for you to do is to touch base for thirty for a minute or two or three, and that's uh, something which I fervently believe is people don't need an hour. You, you, you have doubt. You have self-doubt. Yeah. You might basically feel that you're doing the wrong thing. And it would only be normal for you to feel like that. But sometimes, again, reaching out for a couple of minutes going, hi, Joe, what's going on? Uh, yeah. David, oh, geez, I'm just having terrible thoughts about this. And, and uh, you know, we could just engage for a few minutes, five yeah. minutes. And suddenly it's, a, it's a, a kind of reset button that's hit inside you. Oh, yeah. All right, fine. Ah, I'm yeah. off now. You just go. Yeah. And it's coaching. It is and coaching. I, I think it was the... Um, Using the glass box metaphor because I think it's absolutely, I think it's brilliant. It makes it so much nice. sense. Well done for that one. Um, <laughs> is that when I stepped outside of the glass yeah. box and I was looking at everybody else on the tram in the morning going into Manchester to work and things like that, I felt so light on my feet and I all of a sudden felt like I had so much of life left, which I obviously do but, at yeah. 27. But yeah. I definitely didn't, when I was, you know, at least in the final six months of being in my business, I did not feel like I had lots of life left because the, even though I realized that there were many years left in my life, I didn't feel like there was life in those years. You weren't motivated. Do you understand what I mean? No, you weren't motivated. You were switched yeah. off. You'd lost, uh, I think the expression is uh, you'd lost your mojo mm-hmm. on things and you couldn't see the point anymore. And okay, the paychecks were coming in, the, the, the accolades were coming in, the slaps on the back were coming in, but it wasn't doing it for you anymore. It no. wasn't giving you, the, you know, that kind of um, um, buzz, motivation that you need. No, it wasn't. And you came up with the phrase yourself, uh, David, I was trapped. Yeah. I felt I trapped. I felt, yeah. I felt, I, I use unstuck, I use stuck and the unstuck metaphor. And I would suggest you were uh, a, another word that I prefer than depression is a thing called melancholy. You were yeah. in a state of melancholia. You were just in low in mood. I remember using that word in the first session, I think. Yeah, you just, you're just in a low place. And in the end, you know, um, but it's remarkable that, you know, okay, we, we did two sessions together. We, we got to the other side of resolving the issue with your business partner, yep. which was the thing that was mostly uh, concerning you, yep. making sure you didn't upset them. But in the end, so there was a bit of fear there. Yeah. But when you got the other side of that and you implemented it, and basically that's all come to a conclusion like, yeah. uh, a yeah. week or two ago. And, you know, your biggest fears, because it was your biggest fears, your anxiety that was holding you back. Yeah. And you were playing what's known as the what if game. Well, what if this goes wrong? Yeah. Well, what happens What happens if I, they get really upset? And what happens and they never speak yeah. to me again? And, and you were looking into the future with this playing the what if game. But when it turned out, how many things do you think were going to go wrong did go wrong? Zero. 
Nothing. <laughs> but they were the things that were trapping you. Yeah. And Your which own is, fears. Which is why I asked the question, um, would you encourage someone like me in my position six months ago again to um, go and smell what it's like on the other side so I can get mm. my own experiences? I guess I've just answered my own question because that's exactly what you did for me. Um, but yeah, I think... You've just got to go and see what's on the other side. Like, yeah, you, yeah, you rearrange the phraseology, but in the end, Joe, you had the answers. Yeah. And when it was presented back to you, in perhaps in a, just a different format, and the fears were addressed as to yeah. the what if game, and you came to the conclusion that Christ, yeah, you know, I'm the, I'm the only guy holding me back. Yeah. I think there's a really, really important thing, and one thing that a lot of people that I know have been saying, which is very interesting about what we're doing with this podcast, is where it can destigmatize elements of mental health around what therapy is actually like. I would say that from the therapy sessions that I had with you, you never told me what to do. That's not what you ever did. You always allowed me, you almost eased my own answers from me. And then you gave me guidance on the things I was making the decisions about. But you never said, explicitly do this thing, explicitly do this thing. And I, no, I invited you to change perspective and look at the problem from a different angle. You know, but equally as much, I can honestly turn around and say it wasn't necessarily psychotherapy with you. It was coaching, Joe. Mm. I mean, my stock in my, my daytime job is as a psychotherapist, as an EAP uh, professional working for a lot of corporate organizations. Uh, but with you, uh, I actually coached you. And uh, it was the realization that when you came to me, you were just in a low place. But let's differentiate. And uh, you're not what's known as a step three or a step four client you're not basically somebody who's really close to becoming incarcerated and with a serious very serious and i'm not taking anything away from people uh, and i'm not trying to make a comparison with people who are in that position you were just you were stuck yeah um you know you could call it step one if you wish uh, uh, but you were stuck and really you just needed a hand um you know realizing how how to become unstuck. Yeah, exactly. And nothing else. And so I wouldn't necessarily call it psychotherapy. I'd say it basically is coaching, uh, to be frankly honest with you. And that's the most likely scenario for a hell of a lot of people that are probably listening to this podcast. Who become other... stuck. Yeah. They just become stuck on something. It could be a relationship. It could be It could be a relationship however. It could be a relationship at work. It could be yeah. through work. It could be outside of work. It could be an intimate relationship. It could be a family relationship. You know, people just get into a quandary where they just need, you know, to, to say something, to be listened to, to, heard, to be heard, and then maybe to be shown another perspective yeah. on their problem or being able to move them into another position so they can look at their problem from another angle. It's things like, so I've been, since obviously getting to know you a lot better, I've um, been really, really listening to people, people that I know, people that I don't know so well like trying to sort of get an angle in my mind about whether they feel stuck on something obviously some people are explicitly stuck on (laughs) things and they tell me and that's absolutely (laughs) sad but also fantastic because they're opening up and I think the conversations with me give them an insight and think oh my god this is not my life this is not my life this is and I'm going to go and do this other thing but one thing that one thing that some people say that really frightens me actually makes me a bit sad is when they say oh, I just want to retire they just say I, I, I just want to retire that's that's when I'll be happy and that that honestly I, I, that just it just doesn't work it, do you it ever really ask them what does retirement mean for them I don't because yeah, I'm jumping I guess they're probably thinking about it very differently and I always assume well it just means not working 
Well, yeah, but ask them because retirement as a word means different things to different people. Mm. So, what does retirement mean for you? What does it look like? That's what I'll do next time. Visualize, get them to visualize it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look, I work, uh, as I say, with a lot of people from a corporate background, and I look after people in their 40s and 50s who, and 60s, you know, who, relatively speaking, uh, are are in the humdrum of corporate existence. They have the suit, metaphorically speaking, they have the desk, they may have the company vehicle, the the American Express, uh, you know, platinum card or whatever else but really these things uh, whilst they're um, uh, badges badges of achievement badges of uh, of them statements mm. of them they they actually also trap get themselves trapped behind it yeah. because and again this glass box looking outside the glass box it, it, they do so necessarily some that i've looked after look uh, look outside the box with envy at the freedom that somebody like you are about to I- enjoy because in the end <laughs> It would be the loss of office. It would be the loss of identity that they yeah. most fear. Yeah. <clears throat> Not necessarily selling the four-bedroom Desres, getting a, I don't know, a camper van and disappearing down Indonesia or whatever yeah. else. It, they're not focused on that. They're focused on the loss of identity. Yeah. Because so much of, of them is wrapped up in the identity, the persona, who they've become from a corporate perspective. I think in the very, very, very beginning phases of me wanting to escape the life that I had, I was extremely frightened of losing that status that I had. There was definitely an element of ego involved in my mind that was holding me back from making the decision. And I think that that ego is gone. I think I've worked really, really hard. <laughs> it's to, ego. <laughs> I, I think it was. And that, you know, really interestingly, there's a book called Ego is the Enemy written by uh, Ryan Holiday. who's a fantastic author. I've read sure. everything that he's written. And he, well, it's self-explanatory. Ego is the enemy. But he, that, I've read that book about four times. I mean, it's brilliant. To give you an example of this, I worked with a guy um, you know, a time ago, and he let go of his business completely. He closed it down. He sold everything off. He was fearful that it was going to, there was something he did that was going to bring him a lot of litigation. It turned out to be false in the end, but he sold everything. He got rid of it, closed it down. Never, nobody ever lost a penny, uh, so to speak. And I spoke to him probably about three or four months afterwards, and I said, well, how are you doing? And he said, well, I feel lost. I feel utterly, utterly lost. It's the biggest mistake I've ever made. I ever made was to. I said, "What closing the company?" No, no. He said, "I had an identity. I, I, I got out of bed in the morning. I went into work. I, I had people in the company that I, I communicated with. I had clients that I communicated. I had all these things. I had. I was somebody. Now I'm nobody." And how happy was he when he was somebody? Then? Well, his was quite the opposite way around. He needed that identity in oh, order that's to cover what up. He needed. Okay. Yeah, right. Yeah. And now that basically he didn't. In fact, what he was doing is he was living. Um, he's operating out of a service to, uh, office accommodation in um, living. No, he's not living. He was <laughs> he was working out of a service. Yeah, yeah. It was towards the south of uh, uh, the city. But what actually happened? He, he'd had a, a major. In fact, it was very close to the media city in Manchester. Yeah. He had a major office um, block. He probably employed forty or fifty people, and all of those—the salary, the worries, all the problems. Uh, Gave him an identity, gave him a okay. purpose, and now he was uh, working on a desk out of a serviced office, and he he was having a hugely difficult time adjusting to that. That's, and he actually never quite did actually. That's very interesting. Yeah, you he know, went the opposite way. You know what people like that need to do: build a massive Instagram account, <laughs> get loads and loads of attention. Then that that will fix it. <laughs> well, in the end, he he, he he married a woman who turned out to be incredibly successful. <laughs> so he became a chauffeur. Oh, there and you she go. Became, and she's, she's, she's incredibly successful in yeah. what she does, and she makes a lot, a lot of money um, digging people's basements out in London and turning them into into a, a new level in really, the house. Yeah. And she runs a, an organisation, and, and he's her, well, her co 
um, what do you call it, uh, uh, co-partner co uh, in the business. But So he's happy. <laughs> well, yeah, he is, because yeah. he needed... The, and so some people need that identity. Yeah, uh, well, that's the important And thing. doing what you're doing would be the antithesis of what they would yeah. do, because... Because to me, the identity to me, for me, is the freedom. Because it's... I don't want... I, I, I'm not bothered about people knowing. I, I wouldn't... I really need to kind of choose my words carefully here. I'm happy for people to know what I'm doing, but I don't chase the high of them looking at what I'm doing or being envious or being jealous or whatever the hell else comes with that. Do you understand what I mean with that? Joe, I actually think you've created a buffer. If you think about it, through selling uh, your interests in that particular organisation, yep. um, you've uh, garnered a degree of income um, yep. that you don't really need to do anything with at the present yep. moment of time, and you've got a degree of reserves. And what you've done is you've bought time. Yes. Whether it be six months, 12 months, 18 months, two years, to just go and do something totally, totally different yeah you said go and find out uh, yeah the other side how uh, you know get outside the box and so you haven't done anything that's uh, particularly uh, racy or particularly risky no you just basically put a huge buffer on going i just want to i don't want to take responsibility more i don't want to basically go in on a monday morning nine o'clock in the morning i don't want to leave at seven o'clock at night friday night i just want to go and do something completely different and see if it works yeah and you've bought time. So you've been very stable in, in what you've done. You've been sure-footed. You're not gambling. No. <laughs> There's no gamble about what you've done. You're just going to go and live a different life. Yeah, absolutely. And we don't know what that life's going to be, but we're going to find out. Yeah, we are. And, um, well, it's going to be one hell of a roller coaster. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that now. And it's Well, I, I, yeah. I, I'm also keen to let people uh, know who are listening to this podcast that Joe's done a few uh, presentations in auditoriums in the last um, a month or two and three. And uh, since then, he's been offered X, uh, Y and Z to come and join this company or join that organisation. And here we are. And you haven't really gone live. We haven't gone live yet on Pilot Fish at all. No. But we're about to. This is one of the you know, first recordings. It's actually going to be the last. Probably one of the last. But the truth of the matter is, um, you know, Joe's going to find out uh, just what's going to happen. And he has no idea. But so far, people are offering him X, Y and Z all over the yeah, shop. Yeah, they are, yeah. I've so, just had to say no to several offers. Yeah. So Joe came and in. talked to me about uh, what's what's the idea? I, I want to live in Vancouver, David. <laughs> That's yeah. where we started off from. But you know what? He might end up there because there might be some uh, corporation in Seattle that turns around and says, we want you to be a happiness director, the director yeah. of happiness. Yeah. And they bring you, I don't know, Joe, what the hell's going on? I think, I I think that'd be... Great. I, could I definitely got do approached that. by a company the other day, who yeah. was, and, the, and, the, and the, uh, the title was Director of Happiness. Really? Yeah. Really. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, it is. You'd be good at that. Me? Yeah. I, I don't want to get back into that corporate No, well, existence that's here. the thing, though. I definitely don't want to do that, but I do think that I'd be quite good at it. You see, at. this is the whole point. You don't need to be on a beach in Bali. You can basically own your own life. Yeah. Pretty much. You know, deaths and taxes and all that aside, mm. you can own your own life and still be, I don't know, living in sunny Manchester. Of course. Uh, but the argument is what you're doing is just what you're doing yeah. and what you need to do. And I think after four and five years of battling in an organisation, actually doing what you're doing makes perfect sense. Yeah. And actually with the people in other co-working spaces around Southeast of Asia and also in other projects where you're working from a laptop, yeah. I think is eminently sensible. It I, is. I take my hat off to you. And uh, on that, I would just say that Obviously, when working in a business, corporate, whatever environment, working 40 hours a week, nine to five, now that I've actually smelt and had like two weeks of experience of not doing that, but actually still working on projects, and I've been, what I've been doing is I've been 
starting some work around 10 o'clock, but there's no, I'm not, I'm not doing it at 10 o'clock because it's 10. It's just when I decide to do it. And I work solidly until I feel that I've done enough. And I have started looking at how much work I was doing in that period of time. And it's probably the same amount as eight hours, but probably over about a three and a half hour period. I think one of the great um, attributes that's going to develop with Pilotfish is how many other people where you're working by your desktop, uh, where you've got colleagues potentially around the world doing the same. And it's going to give you that human connection that sometimes... Uh, working on your own, uh, mm. wherever you're going to be, doesn't give you. Mm. Um, where you're, you know, it's just you. Yeah. Uh, I think it's vitally important. People, we're, we're human beings. We're meant to communicate. I, I believe we're designed uh, yeah. uh, to be around uh, each other. And I think the ability through co-working spaces and uh, uh, being a digital nomad, as you put it, making money, going around various parts of the South and still being feeling with that feeling of connection yep. that I do belong, even though I'm not sitting in a traffic jam at 8.30 on a, on a Monday morning, but I'm sitting on a beach in, yeah. in Bali. Is, is in, and I think you're going to get a lot of people that I know, that I work with, um, looking outside the window at, at you going... That's what I want. Yes, and I'm wondering. I'm interested to see how many people on your side of the box looking in and say, "I want to go back." Yeah, I can, well, there's going. To, there are going to be them. Let's not pretend yeah. that there won't be. But I mean, uh, the thing for me is, I'm probably still going to get up and get to work in the co-working space, probably around nine ish, and I'm probably going <laughs> to go home at like five. But the point is, yeah. I'll have done it all on my own terms. I'll have probably been surfing Correct. in the middle of the day, and in the Correct. evening, I'm probably going to go out and do some of the amazing and you know things. What and, yeah, and if it gets to Wednesday morning, and I go, I'll tell you what, I can't be asked to go in to the office into co-working space today let's go up that volcano that's erupting <laughs> and you know i can do Could it do yeah make sure you go up the right side yes not the, <laughs> not the leeward side yeah the, you know but what i want but equally as much joe i fully expect people will be listening to podcasts like this and going hey joe we, we want to speak to you and i could i actually envisage in i don't know a couple of months time you're going to be i don't know in brazil somewhere because where it's going to take you, we, we have no idea. But no, I, we don't. I just get the feeling it's going to take you all over the bloody yeah. place. It's total freedom. And that's Opportunity it. knocks. Yeah. And well, that, that was fun. <laughs> I enjoyed that today. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Okay. See you soon, Joe. See you in a bit.